The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. Welcome to the Comic Book Rundown. comic-con i had stepped in to a panel of this guy uh crazy eighth the great he's a rapper uh and i listened to a couple of the songs i really liked what he was uh doing so i had asked him literally right when he was done uh to if, if he wanted to come on to the show and uh just kind of kind of promote some of his stuff and what he was doing so this episode is basically that um, and yeah, so we'll just go ahead and get right to it. Uh, before we do, uh, I will mention that this show, uh, you can find the show on the, um, uh, we're part of the professional casual network with a ton of different, uh, projects that they have going on there. I, I know professional casual themselves tend to be at, most cons in the New York area, because that's where they're based at. And uh, they're really big into Marvel Crisis Protocol. They do a lot of uh, uh, shows for that. So if that is something that you're interested in, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I want to check out some new stuff, go check out the Professional Casual Network. Um, they, they just got a bunch of great stuff. I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know everything. Um, my co-host Ron usually spouts that off. Or if we're on a rundown reviews, uh, Charlie Chuck likes to usually spouts all that stuff off too. But other than that, um, you guys can find this show on Twitter at comic rundown, Instagram at comic book rundown email. You can email us comic book rundown at gmail.com. Um, you can rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice. If you do, we'll read it on an upcoming episode. Um, we have merch over at Redbubble and TeePublic, and our song was done by, uh, this, this one was Joe from Formerly Record Podcast and Formerly One Half of the Sex Turtles. Um, let's see, I think that is all the stuff. So let's go ahead and here's a little musical interlude to get us into the interview with Crazy Eight the Great. Alright everybody, welcome back after that little music interlude. Um, with me today, I've got a special guest today. We've got uh, Crazy 8 the Great. Yes, this sir. man is, he's a singer, rapper. Um, I met him at the Indiana Comic Con. I stopped in on the last couple sets that you, you had. Uh, right. And I was, I, I really like what I heard. Uh, crazy. How are you? Crazy eight. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic, man. I'm I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. 
Of course. Um, so what I like to do when I have people on here and, and I'm talking to them, uh, I like to hear their origin stories. Um, okay. you being a mis- you, you're actually the first musician I've talked to. Um, really? yeah. Well, like, I mean, I've talked to, I've got friends who play music, but right. you know, that's, and they're in like some bands, local bands, but like right. nothing big. So, um, so I'm going to have a two question origin story here. What is okay. your like comic book slash nerd origin? And then what's your music music origin? Okay. So let's see. Let's see how we let's 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 do the first half of this. Um everything starts with Batman. Love it. Already, <laughs> already right. right, I love it. <laughs> and like even though, you know, since I wasn't I still I'm not a huge, huge comic book connoisseur. Um, I pretty much digest everything through like shows and movies and things like that. So, um, to, to put my age out there, uh, Keaton's Batman came out the year I was born. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're probably pretty excited about uh, the flash coming up, aren't you? Oh man. Tell me about it. Like, I'm, I think that's the whole reason I need to be there. Like, I don't, I don't even care what the rest of the movies <laughs> like, long as like good old Keaton Batman, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah, so with that, with, with Keaton's Batman coming out the year I was born, by the time my first birthday came out, my very first birthday cake had Keaton's Batman nice. on it. My mom figured, like, he'd probably like this. So, And it just so happens that for the rest of my life, I've been, like, the hugest Batman Perfect. Fan. That's awesome. And then, of course, growing up in the 90s, I had the the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got Mark Hamill's Joker oh, tatted on my arm. I see that. Love it. Also, I came, yeah, I'm showing it in there. Yeah, somewhere. I saw, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So you know, um, Kevin Conroy. I actually got a chance to meet him before he nice. passed, and he signed one of my Funko Pops. So you know, that's one of my prized possessions. Yes. So, um, outside of Batman, though, it's always been Spider Man on the Marvel side of things. I love everything Spider Man, and then given um the fact that um I'm half black and half Puerto Rican. Uh, um, you know, I have uh, I have Miles Morales to look at now yeah. on the Batman side of things. So it's just it's, it's a real real good time to be a Spider Man and a Batman fan nowadays. So you know, um, that's my origins when it comes to to the comic book side yeah. of things. Um, Musically, I, I, though, before we, before we get to the music one, did you read yeah. uh, the Ultimate Spider Man line with uh... I? read one book and I couldn't tell you what happened. In it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell. It's been a while, man. Um, just like I said, I digest everything through like TV yeah. shows and movies and stuff like well, that. It, so it, it, it can get busy. Like, I mean, I'll, don't get me wrong. Like myself, I've been podcasting a lot more. So I haven't really been able to read um, comics like I used to a decade ago. Uh, I, right, I, right, still read right. a, I still read a good amount. But um, yeah, I just haven't been able to keep up like I used to because I've just been so busy. And then um, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom came out, and that's just taking up all my free time. Um, <laughs> there you go. I keep hearing about it. Dude, so good. Awesome. I, well, I'm a big Zelda fan, so okay. Of course, I was gonna buy that game. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> Back to your music origin. Right. So musically, um, and I'll be completely honest. Um, I didn't even want to rap as a as a thing. Really? I didn't even know people regular people did that. <laughs> you nice. know what I'm saying? When I was, 
You know what I'm saying? You, you, see, you see famous people on TV or see music videos and you think like they're in a whole different plane of existence. Um, I wanted to draw cartoons and anime and stuff like that when I was coming up. So like my dream job was to work at Funimation so I could help draw Dragon Ball Z. That it. was like, <laughs> that's all I wanted to do with life. And then uh, the 10th grade happened and I met a guy... Um, from like I used to make money on the side at like during in school by typing up people's reports for them and doing stuff like that. Look, and we're we're well past high school. I, mean, I don't I don't blame you. Yeah, so you know, uh, um, being good at you know computer stuff and stuff like that, I really was trying to make money so I could buy the new Eminem CD that was coming out at the time. <laughs> and because uh, I've been listening, un unfortunately and fortunately for me, I've been listening to Eminem since I was about eight years old, thanks to my older cousins. <laughs> So, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with so, that. Nothing, nothing I'm wrong with that huge, at all. Huge, huge, huge Eminem fan. Um, especially, you know, being a kid that used to be bullied on and things like that or whatever. The music kind of helped me, you know, vent my rage yeah. a bit. I couldn't aim it at the people that it was supposed to be at. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, doing this report for this guy. He came by to, to pick it up and... I think at the time we were, uh, I think we were playing like Halo 2 on the, the first Xbox. Yeah, and um, <laughs> at the time, <laughs> at the time, Xbox had that capability where you could like download music onto the Xbox yes. and you could play certain games. Yeah. So we, and after, after I like murdered him in Halo 2, we ended up playing something else and the music had come through. And he asked me, out of all things, he asked me, did I have like instrumentals or anything on my Xbox at the time? And ironically like maybe a couple days before he came by like my brother had brought by instrumental cds because uh one of our uh, family members was a dj yeah. and stuff like that so just, so i just happened to have instrumentals on my xbox at the time that he asked and he was like hey man you want to you want to freestyle and i was like i guess <laughs> I, I don't know what that is but okay i, I okay yeah. you know so we ended up going back and forth, trading off, off rhymes and stuff like that. And he was like, man, you know you rap better than me, right? And I was like, stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't really have no friends at the time. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he was like, hey, man, I got this rap group if you want to be down. And I was like, sure, <laughs> why not? Yeah. And kind of the rest is history from there, That's man. Awesome. We um, we had like this, this four man group and, you know, members fell off or rejoined and people had, you know, little altercations and stuff yeah, like that's that. Typical with but bands, yeah. before I knew it, before I knew it, I really like started to really have an affinity for it. And the natural talent that I had, I kind of just decided to hone it, sharpen it, figure out more about what I liked about it, what I wanted to add to it. And, um, yeah, man, just the rest is kind of history from there. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so one of the things, like I said earlier, I came into your set um, at the very <laughs> end, um, and you were singing, you sang about, um, or rapped, I should say, sorry, you rapped about uh, right. One Piece and Dragon Ball. Right. So right. And you mentioned earlier that you wanted to draw anime. So right. would that be correct in assuming that anime is a big factor in your music? Nowadays, yeah, it really is. I mean, I could say it's always been. I've always been including like little bars and stuff like that in, in my verses um, throughout my career. But 
it wasn't until like maybe this last five years of my career, I decided to really um, stick with the role or should I say the genre of nerdcore hip hop. Okay. Um, and which I didn't even know I belonged to at first, but I had a friend of mine more familiar with the genre and he would listen to the music. He was like, man, you know, you nerdcore, right? And I was like, am I? Really? <laughs> it's always fun when you don't realize it. Like right. the outside people like, yeah, dude, you're, what you're doing is cool. Uh, and you're like, you fit in here. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was just this whole world of, of, of music that I had no idea. So there was, um, there's this, one of the bigger, one of the biggest nerdcore artists, um, by the name of Mega Ran. Mega Ran, um, happened to be playing in my city, um, some years ago. And, the friend I was talking about who 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 said I was nerdcore, he was like, man, let's go to the a Mega Rand concert. Like, I know him. Like, he like he slept on my couch before and all this other stuff, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they got history. So he was like, I can introduce you to him so you can meet him. So I, I went to the show and I'm used to, when I go to like hip hop concerts and things like that, I'm usually the only guy in all the anime gear <laughs> and, yep. and memorabilia and all that stuff. And when I walked in, I felt like I was at home. I was there's more people, graphic tees, anime shirts, um, just a, a lot of different things. And I was just like, Oh, okay. I I think I like it here, you know. People. So Yep. Right. So after that, um I got a chance to he he kept his promise. He introduced me to Mega Ram. We got to, we got acquainted. I gave him a CD that I was promoting at the time. And from then on, he kind of kept me on, you know, on his radar from um, from time to time and stuff like that. And then from there, I was like, okay, well, let me commit to this nerdcore thing and let me see how, you know, my career turns out. Because um, I've done a lot here in the city of Cleveland, Ohio, um, on the hip hop scene, as far as like awards, accolades, rap competitions, um, being able to have networked with some some famous rappers and things like that or whatever. But I felt like I was hitting the ceiling. Yeah. And when you're the the nerdy guy on the bill all the time, <laughs> and everybody's more urban hip hop and street hip hop and things like that. Like it's easy to stand out, but it's like it's kind of by default. Yeah. And I'm a, such a competitive person, right? So like. I don't want to just stand out by default. I don't want to stand out because I'm just literally the best talent in the building at the time, you yeah. know? So now that I'm in this field where people rap about the same things that I rap, me standing out means more because now I'm actually showing that, you know, um, I belong first and foremost. <laughs> and then two, that I, I deserved, you know, certain accolades and things like that. So I'm having the, the time of my life with this music thing now. Um, that I've switched over to nerdcore. My music is done way better. Um, I've really, I'm running a business now. I'm traveling. I'm getting paid to perform. I'm like a lot of different things. So you know, it's it's really good to see that um, progression from when I started to now, and to hear the music I'm making versus back then to now. Yeah, and I bet there's a there's a big difference, especially with now uh, that you found sort of you found your groove. Um, right. Was there any at any point, especially maybe right in that, maybe not in the early days, but right maybe somewhere in the middle where you're just like, <laughs> it's not taking off. Nothing I'm doing is is hitting like I want. I, you've I'm assuming you've had like 
doubts, you know? Yeah, like I was I was even like I had a record deal and everything at a point in time. Um and during the cause that midpoint would be my record deal days. Okay. So during me having the record contract and me being promised the things that I was promised and me not really seeing the results that I thought I would see. I thought like signing my name on this piece of paper meant like the world changed. Yeah. I'm about to be famous tomorrow. Um, everything else after that. And it just wasn't that, <laughs> you know, and people that made big promises, wasn't able to deliver. The music was, the music was under such like scrutiny. Like I had to appease the label people mm -hmm. a certain type of way, or I had label um, representatives in my studio sessions saying yes and no, and I'm trying to create. And it was a really frustrating yeah circumstance to be under and just like nothing really was working i mean i'm I, I worked myself into depression while i was signed to that record level and then i found myself like writing music that i like kept close to the chest that i never released while i was signed yeah <laughs> and it was one song in particular, which just happened to be um, a Dragon Ball song, one that I performed um, at IndieCon. Mm -hmm. It's over 9,000. Um, I wrote that song, recorded that song, and like kept it. To, like I never let anybody hear it. Only me and my engineer heard it. And after the whole label toboggle was over, I was dropped from the label and let go and released and all that stuff like that. The first song that I released was this over 9,000 in origin, it, like in its original form. And it went on to be like my most popular release to date right after. Very good. And so I was like, you know what? I'm about to start rapping about what I want to rap about more often. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And then now, now I'm making a living off of it pretty much. That's great. That's, that mm -hmm. is awesome um i was gonna ask how long you've been singing but you you've already said that when, well, when you were like eight i started i think um i want to say i started in freshman oh, freshman okay. year of high school yeah freshman year of high school. i want to say it's about like 2003 uh, i graduated though one god i'm old <laughs> yeah so my freshman <laughs> yeah my freshman year uh 2000 um 2003 Okay. Um, and from then on, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still yeah. ups <laughs> still. and downs, which is, I mean, that's normal, you know, for any right. career, anybody. Uh, I mean, like even even for me and my podcasting, like I, there's definitely been days where I'm just like, this is getting too. Actually, the last like two months, I've probably piled more onto myself than I, I should have. Uh, um, okay. So, and I'm not saying I'm like ever gonna stop that's my own thing like this is my therapy uh which is probably a bad thing but um no. yeah like the, the fact that you you came up because i've definitely known i i've had friends and like i said earlier who were in bands right. um they were in bands in high school they're not anymore so right. the fact that you were able to keep that drive and keep yeah. you had something in you that was like you know this is what i want to pursue um like that's awesome that's really awesome yeah it's, it's it's more so like it's that day you wake up and realize why you was put here yeah like you know that 
that's the most, like, I need no more conviction than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I wake up every day, like, all right, I'm not this good for no reason at all. Like, there's a reason I was able to create the things that I create. It's a reason I've been put in the rooms that I was put in. Mm -hmm. I might not have, you know, taken off in the the time frame I, I would have wished. I wish, you know, a lot of this stuff that was happening would have happened to me maybe about 10 years ago. And I could have been in a different space, but everything happens the way it's supposed to. But it's like, I really, I really do feel like I'm doing the thing I was put on the planet for. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it gets no better than yeah. that every day. That's awesome. All right, so let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, okay. What, so... You you said that um, anime is what a lot of your music is is focusing on right. now, but you've had other uh, focal points. What what were some of those other other inspirations that you've had? So, all the music that I make derives off some form or fashion things I've been through in okay. life. So, it's, the more I keep living, the more stories I got to tell. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying. So. The cool thing about what my music does now, um, I get to do what I call parallel raps, where I'll take one piece as a as a concept or as a subject matter, but still tell my story in relation to the characters of that or or anything like you know what I'm saying that I can um, I can find that comparison yeah. to. So, um, like for example, with Dragon Ball being my favorite anime of all time. Um, and Goku being my favorite character, I lost, like, Goku lost his, his grandfather when he was mm -hmm. young. I lost my grandfather when I was young. So, like, I get to do these Goku comparisons when I get to talk about my grandfather. Or I get to talk about the four-star Dragon Ball and the symbolism for that and things like that. So I can pretty much draw a parallel from any show or movie or anything that I, I like to watch and find the find a balance between. So usually when you're hearing my music, you're getting two stories at once. You're getting the direct, this is my life story. And then if you're a fan of whatever fandom I'm, I'm including in the music, then you get a double experience because now you're getting these references to the characters we like yeah. and the moments we had and things like that during the show. So that's kind of where uh, where the music is now. So And then I'm also always trying to push you know, the the voice of anti-bullying because I, I dealt with that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I must lost my life to it. So mm -hmm. the fact that I'm still here, I'm going to always, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, vocalize that in the music so that outside of, you know, anything character re uh, related or anime related, it's going to always be about triumph and being yourself and survival and, <laughs> you know, and motivation and things like that. Yeah. That's definitely been, I'm, I'm, very very big up you know props to you for that one because i know my my daughters have been they they haven't had to deal with bullying as much as we probably did when we were in grade school and high school and and, and growing up right. um but you know it bullying is still around and oh yeah definitely i've i've i feel like i'm teaching them well enough to be like hey like this is happening you walk away and you, uh, you know, you go get an adult. You, you don't, don't. Basically, I keep telling them like, what is going on now in grade school and high school right. doesn't matter when you graduate high school and you go into the real world. All this stuff right. now 
is is crap. Like, yes, it sucks, <laughs> and yes, you have to put up with it. But once you become eighteen and you become an adult, that's when your life actually begins. Um, yeah, and it gets a lot tougher from there. It does. It really <laughs> does. But and and you know you. We as a, as adults and parents, and I, I don't know if you have kids or not, but it's one of those things where like you you have to teach them, uh, you, right. you teach them the right ways, and you trying to go with the the anti bullying like that's that's great, that's perfect, I love it, it it's wonderful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> it was a it's, it's a tough thing to go through, but. I think it's like my obligation to show people that there is like life after mm -hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really feel like if I don't, I'm doing a disservice to everything I survived and anybody that's like going through the same thing that I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or that I did. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Is there any, for, for your music, is there any, mm -hmm. um, nope, lost it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I haven't. But I lost it. Um, is there anything else about the music you want to talk about? I, I mean, you're, I, I basically brought you on here to talk so that you can promote your music and, and talk about your music. Um, is there anything else in there that is very is is outside of like the nerdiness? Um, is right. there anything else is, that you promote with your with your music? Obviously, the anti bullying. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess my music too is just like um it's a a testament to like endurance <laughs> um perseverance and just individuality man like a lot of people are so afraid to just be them yeah um for whatever reason out of fear scrutiny uh being ostracized whatever the case may be a lot of people feel like you know the world might not be ready for who they are genuinely and I feel like if you listen to my music then I'll I can show you that. Don't worry about it. Just just go ahead and do it. Like you know what I'm saying. Just take a chance. Take yeah. a risk. Be be courageous in that way. I'll uh, I'll I'll tell you this. I definitely um I, I was right there with you. It wasn't until after I got divorced, which was in my mid twenties, where I'm like, okay, yeah, what I was doing was stupid. What I was was doing obviously didn't work. So, right. like, I'm going to not, I, I, after that point, I basically became who I am, which, I mean, okay. it sucks. Like, I had a, this, I, what I thought was a, a good life. I, right. I got a child out of it, which is great, but, like, mm -hmm. it ended a somewhat good relationship. Now, I still have a good, uh, an okay relationship with my ex-wife, you know, my okay. daughter's mother, um, mainly for that reason. <laughs> there's been some trying times um but yeah like after but I, I i hear you like after uh a certain point in life it's like you you're not being um true to yourself right you know and and you're not going to be able to show and teach the upcoming generation if you can't be true to yourself that Right. You know, they have to be true to themselves, but they won't see it if you're not, you know? Exactly, man. It's just lead by example in the, the best way possible. Yeah. If you if you're being yourself, other people will be comfortable to be themselves around you or like try to take that example. Um and that's just from from what I've learned from experience, yeah. man. Um 
up with me not trying to tiptoe around who I am around other people, you then also you you get to get rid of the people you have to do that for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if you're around a bunch of people that you can't be yourself around, you need to be around better people. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? If, you, so, if you're somebody different at work than you are at home or right. out with a group of friends, like if you're three different people, then who are you? You know? Yeah. And you, you, how exhausting is yeah. that? That <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> so exhausting. So it's like, as as free as I can be when I'm doing music, I just, I want that for anybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, press play on a song and I hope you find that that thing or that that spark that says, you know what? I can do that yeah. too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I could be me too. Like, if, like I'm, I've been accepted and, and loved and greeted and hugged and celebrated and things for me just being the nerdy dude that I've always been. Right. <laughs> I just happen to know how to make those things rhyme. And that's the only thing <laughs> that's it. Hey, only if it, if it works, right? <laughs> right. Um, all right. So other than, um, over 9,000, what's some of your favorite songs that you've written, you know, so far or performed so far? Wow. Um, it was a song, man. I wish, uh, they didn't. They didn't screw me on time when, because yeah. uh, I had like one of my favorite songs that I perform every show is a song called "Take My Hand." Um, "Take My Hand," which is it has a sample from My Hero Academia. Um, the theme is is My Hero Academia themed, and it's just it's such an inspirational record, right? Like it's the reason I ended at every show is because it's like my the coup de gras, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? It's it's the the crowd warmer, it's the heart warmer. It, pu- it pulls at the heartstrings a bit. It brings us together. There's a chant in there that everybody can say to to get really inspirational oh, and, and oh, like it's 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 really my favorite record to perform and just to see the reactions of people that hear it. Um, just from me telling my little story, you know what yeah. I'm saying and. And being able to convey that to an audience, and it's kind of like my favorite moment to have at shows. Um, so that's definitely at the top of my list of things. Um, one of my fan favorite songs that I get talked to about all the time is a song I got. It's another Dragon Ball song called Ultra Instinct. And um, Ultra Instinct is actually the song that made me convert to doing nerdcore hip hop. Okay. Um, I made the song after Dragon Ball Super came back and then ended early. Like, I think they only gave us like 131 episodes or something like that. <laughs> only 131. And, yeah, only. You know what I'm saying? As One Piece fans, oh, know dude. That, that ain't nothing. Yeah, that 131 you know is nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> nothing. But, you know, like, it, like, it just came back. Like, Dragon Ball was gone for however many years, and they bring it back, and it's like, it's over already? So it's like, I made a song that was just like, all right, since we don't have this show anymore, I'll at least give the fans a song, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Enjoy. And then that song took on a life of its own. Like, it's still my highest stream song, and I dropped that in 2018. Oh, nice. It's still outperforming all my music <laughs> to this day. That's awesome. So, um, I definitely for for what it was and how it helped me transition into this better uh 
this better later leg of my career, um, it holds a special place in my heart. Um, so it's definitely one of my favorites for sure. Um, and then, of course, the One Piece record that you actually did get mm-hmm. to hear, Big Man on Campus, is uh, it's so fun to just like listen to outside of just performing it and stuff like that. Like I have so much fun with that record. I can't wait to do a music video for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's one of my just definitely up there, up there, up there. Um, and then uh, Cosplay Angel. Um, that's a, a big record for me. Um, it got me um, acquainted with a lot of different cosplayers in the, in the nerd community um, and just in different places. The video shoot for it was was a bunch of fun. And it's actually where I met my fiance. So nice. um, she she's in the video, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, so, yeah, the song brought me real love. Like, you know what Very I mean? Good. So that, that's awesome. That's really, really awesome. So, um Actually, yeah, I gotta move that up because of the, you know, <laughs> gotta move that up there. Nah, I gotta, it's, it's She's gotta looking drive. at you, isn't she? She's like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, but yeah, nah, it's it's really a special record because that was like the most fluke occurrence ever. Like you know, what oh, I'm yeah. saying I'm just trying to put music together. I had no idea I'd have a fiance a couple years later <laughs> that's awesome so, so yeah it was pretty pretty dope man pretty dope very very cool all right uh so last couple bits of uh of, of questions i don't know air quotes questions here um <laughs> when you're not singing what uh what do you do for fun like is there shows you watch is there movies you go see is there games you play so i live in the movie theater <laughs> like that uh, that's how I feel. Like I, I, my parents been taking me to movies since way, you know, what I'm saying way down. And then now, you know, I got my fiance, my stepson. Um, I got them into movies more and going to the movies more. We stay at the theater, um, so you know, I can't wait to actually. It's a couple of movies that's on the on the list now. I can't wait to go. To. This could be a hot summer. Try- not gonna lie. Yeah. And this summer is, is a is a crazy one. So, you know, I'm being my favorite place to be. Um, and of course, yeah, outside of being in the movie theater, you know, I'm trying to keep up with all the, the current anime and stuff like that because not only is it, you know, kind of my job now, yeah. but I still do have that love for it to find something new um, and, and see what I can do with it there. Um, I love to drive and travel. Um, so when I get a chance to do that and now that I'm doing it for music, I kind of get to you mix cross, yeah. mix you know, I get to yeah. mix, mix my life, right. Um, and man, go out to eat. There's something good to eat, man. Good food is, is everything. Does Cleveland have a lot of good, good like local restaurants? Yeah, man. It's just like, I like to check out mom and pop joints mm-hmm. that, like the best food, but maybe like you didn't know about it, hidden gem stuff or restaurants you hear about that just the food's amazing. It's in different cities and stuff like that. Like I, I live for that, man. And um, I'm a bit of a collector too. So, you know, like Funko Pops and things mm-hmm. like that. That's like, I got way too many of them. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. And the, and the list keeps growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I turn around like, <gasps> I gotta have it. <laughs> Funko Pops were the one thing I told myself I'm not getting into. I have maybe, 
a handful. Like I've got the the Bioshock Funko Pops. Like I specifically got okay. those because there's only like four or five of them, uh, including uh, let's see the OG and the Infinite. Uh, okay. I've got a couple that I got from Loot Crate back when Loot Crate was a okay. was a thing. But I'm like, if I go down this road, <laughs> I I'm screwed. Uh, yeah, there are so yeah. many that I like, but like I can't, I can't. I'm yeah, kidding. like it's it's ridiculous, and I'm literally like to my up yep. to here. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you can, like get, you can get crazy with it, like because they'll do the exclusives at this store or the exclusive online is the only place you can get it, and you have to be on on there buying it at this time. It's like I I. I have yeah. a problem with comics. I don't need it with other things. Yeah, I'm, I'm really going through that right now. Like it's 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 a good three or four that I've been tracking down. One that's like very expensive that I got to do like a payment plan for because it's that rare. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm I'm gonna wait. But yeah, how much can I wait? Like I don't know. I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I guess that's. The collecting aspect of it, I think that um, that feeds my OCD and and my completionist. That's the reason why I don't game as much as I normally do because yeah. I'll obsess and I'll make sure like I gotta I have to one hundred percent any yeah. game that I play, and I just was supposed to be having fun. <laughs> I I um, it really wasn't until recently that I've gotten to the point of gaming of of. 100%ing them. I got PS5 right. or PlayStation game or like uh, consoles, so it's usually you know platinum, everything. Right. But like I know when I did when I played Last of Us Two, uh, and I beat that, and I was just like, oh, I'm like four trophies away from platinum this. Yeah, I can do that real quick. It's not, and so like I played through the game again and and got the platinum. It's funny you said that. Like that is actually the current game I'm playing right now. I haven't had to, like, I bought it when it first came uh-huh. out. I think I played I played it up to the Rat King. Oh, dude. And <laughs> I played it up to the Rat King, died a, bu- a million uh-huh. times, and then my then the career started doing things to where I couldn't get back to yeah. it. So, like, I just beat the Rat King, like, a couple weeks ago. And now I'm finishing the story now. Yeah, you're you're but... close to the end. You're, you're, you're almost there. Man, that Rat the first yeah, time I just played that Rat King, oh god, I definitely <laughs> took me like a day and a half. It was so yeah, long. it's just like I, it's like bro, I, I don't even have enough ammo for this, and then I'm panicking because you know it take a little bit of time for you to try to look to see where like loose ammo yep. and stuff yep. is, and it's like I got this big blob of a monster chasing me. <laughs> And I'm trying to find bullets, and I can't focus and turn around. Oh, there I'm it is, dead. yeah, you're gone. <laughs> That's how it was. But, oh man! But and the, the celebration that I had when he died, and then I killed the the little part that splintered off from him, the little the little stalker. I probably yelled so loud. Um, I, 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 I think I'm right there with you because, like I said, it took me forever. And uh, yeah. pretty sure when I, I think I yelled, my girlfriend had come downstairs. I was like, "What's wrong?" Like nothing. I, fi- I beat this guy. O- okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Well, my fiance was right next to me when she like you know celebrating with me because she saw me die a million times that's, too. So that's rough. Yeah. 
Man thing was terrible, man. Yeah, I, the second time I played it, I uh I made sure that I had like full ammo in my flamethrower and I just burned that. That's brother. the key. That's it the was. key. Well, yeah. That's the key. Yeah. If I would have known how difficult this would have been, I wouldn't well, have you, been so frivolous with the flamethrower the right? first time. You don't you don't know. So Right, you just think, all right, I got this all right, I got a flamethrower now. You don't think you I need mm-hmm. this. For this next portion, it's just like big old thing that's coming. Nope, nope. I'm just I'm yeah. gonna play around with this. Burn people. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just cooking anybody I could find, and then I needed it after that, <laughs> and was severely, severely disappointed in myself. Right. That's the, you know, you live, you learn. That's what happens? <laughs> you do, you do. All right, H. I think this is. I think this was a good conversation. I really, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, so let everybody know, uh, well, actually, before we do end it, you've okay. been, how long you've been doing the contours? contours? Um, how, how long have you been on the it, con circuit? There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Um, this is technically year two. Okay. Had it not been for COVID, I would have started in 20, December of 2020. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they, you know, they were still trying to figure it out 2021 mm-hmm. and those you know uh vaccine restrictions and all kind of stuff that was going on so yeah 2022 i really started to get my foot in there and then now it's it's going full stream full stream do you have a do you have some more dates this year coming up or um oh coming up i have um june 9th june 9th i'm in columbus ohio for animate columbus okay. um, doing a like a, a rave performance type situation oh, cool. um outside after that i'm in dc for awesome con oh nice after after yeah so after dc for awesome con then um there's blur con in dc as well that's in july um, I have a, a merch table and an appearance going on at DreamCon um, in Texas. That's also in July. Um, what else? Oh, and I'm I'm performing at a the Cleveland Gaming Classic here in Cleveland, Ohio, in September. It's at um, the IX Center. It's one of our biggest convention centers or whatever. Um, huge video game convention. Okay. Do that one. That's been on my list for a while, so I'm kind of really excited to to scratch off another big one at home. Oh, cool! Very awesome. Well, uh, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet because uh, oh. you know that get your songs and and even yeah, where they can find all your music too. Oh yeah, for sure. So on all social media platforms, I am Crazy Eight the Great. That's crazy. The number eight T H E Great. It's only one of me. You can't get another. And it's the same for all um, streaming platforms like Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Amazon. If you search Crazy Eight the Great, it'll pop right up. Um, and all the songs is there. If you want to take a shortcut to where all my stuff is, just follow me on Instagram at crazy eight degree, click the link tree in my bio, and it'll take you to everything that I got going on. Merch, um, new merch that's coming, merch that's already for sale, singles, collaborations with other nerdcore artists, all that stuff is in my link tree. You'll be able to find it. And I really, really hope you stick around and be a fan afterwards. Very awesome. Uh, thank you very much for, for coming on here. It was really wonderful yeah. to talk to you, bro. 
Thank you, man. Appreciate yep. it. And we will catch you all next time. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.